lovely listeners. I'm Z. And I'm Ash. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making podcast, a podcast where we just talk about how to be adults and never actually accomplish anything because we genuinely don't know what we're doing. Welcome. So for the past few weeks, we've been giving out our very valuable two cents on TV shows and events. Mm -hmm. Well, it's time to shake things up a bit. So we decided why not chat a bit more about us and who we are. But here's the thing, we're 22 and we barely know who we are. So we decided to figure out who we are, or at least get closer to answering that very philosophical question. Basically, I found a really cool Instagram page called We're Not Really Strangers, and they actually sell a card game where they print out cards with really deep philosophical questions on them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. these questions are a bit existential, but that's Ashna's forte. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think this game is really meant to be an icebreaker amongst new people, but Ashna and I are never ones to like follow the rules of games. So you know what? We're just going to be <laughs> using these questions on each other to try and understand our business partners and selves more Ooh. intimately. This is pretty deep for like 3 p.m. on Monday, isn't it? <laughs> but I love it. Let's Let's just go for it. Oh, I completely agree with you. It's very philosophical, but you know what? I feel like you and I have been promising an existential episode for a while. So we're finally getting to deliver now. (laughs) Okay, so here's how we're actually going to do it. I'll Mm -hmm. ask you a question. Okay. You answer it and then I answer it. But we have to answer them very quickly without really even thinking. Ooh, okay. Gotta use my brain for this one. Let me just turn it on. I'm like massaging it like it's some magic or something. But I mean, as you said, this is like pretty deep for 3 p.m. in the afternoon, especially considering I woke up like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's just jump right into it. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, begin. What's the hardest part of dating you? Whoa. Wait, I'm going to say nothing because I feel like relationships aren't meant to be easy, right? And like, if you find something that's like hard, then like, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't want you in my life, you know? I do feel like I am a little psycho at some times, but you got to learn how to deal with it. It's not hard, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. How would you answer that? Well, I mean, I've not had the incredible luck like you when it comes to dating. So maybe... Something that I've been accused of is my lack of commitment and my wariness when it comes to trust. Mm. So maybe that's something that I just have to overcome or maybe I've not met the right person who makes me fully trust him, you know? Yeah, I think the latter. Aww. I think the latter. It's Thank not you. a you thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, what are you proudest of yourself for saying no to recently? Hmm. Well, I recently said no to a friend of mine who just you know wanted to hang out with me and go for a walk and I just Mm. wasn't in the mood and usually when those kind of situations happen and I'm not feeling up to meeting someone I would rationalize it and be like no wait but she wants to come and see me it's so rude if I say no I'll just say yes and this time I was just kind of like no I'm I don't want to meet you because I just actually didn't and it felt kind of good yeah, I actually do really love that. That is a good one. We should all learn how to say no when we're not in the mood. And it could be anything, honestly. It's it's a good start. I like that. Okay, what are you proudest of yourself for saying no to recently? Um, 
Say no to drugs, Ashna. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm joking. This is this goes out to the public. Anyway, um, <laughs> I feel like I have been saying no to like a lot of the things that get like enforced on you or like I expected out of you by the people around you or society, like, you know, traditions that pass on or like political beliefs and like oh this is the only way to think or like even religious beliefs as in and like traditions that come with that like I respect it but I feel like a lot of the times I've just said no if I don't believe in it as well and I'm like at this point in my life where I'm like I don't really care for what society says like I want to figure this out for myself and I feel like everyone our age probably does feel the same because like religion is like a huge question, isn't it? And Fully we're still agree. trying to figure it out. And it's considered disrespectful if you don't have the exact same religious beliefs as your parents or your aunts, uncles, grandparents. Exactly. And I think parents are still okay, but like, you know, the larger extended family. Yeah. When you're just like, no, but I don't believe in that. And I think they're like, oh, what audacity. How can you not allow it? And the I'm like, God. no, but actually, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's been fun. Okay, well, moving on. (laughs) Okay, next question. What lesson took you the longest to unlearn? Oh, um, I feel like that you can't, like, change people and it's, like, pointless to even try or even, like, want them to change. I feel like now I think that it's just, like, the best to let them be how they are and, like, see what the outcome is, see if they're, like, right for you or, like right to be a part of your life you know what I mean so would you say that you believed that you could change people and it took you a long time to really unlearn that idea yeah because I always thought like okay if I have like a conversation about about something that bothers me with this person like they'll learn my side of it and maybe change their ways or their outlook but now sometimes I'm like it's fucking pointless like people aren't gonna change you can't expect them to why should they change you know it's just whether like they're right fit for you and your life or not I see that something along that line it took me a while to unlearn this well Mm -hmm. for the longest time I operated under the assumption that because you can trust someone in the present you'll be able to trust them in the future Mm. and that took me a while to unlearn. So now, even with someone that I'm really close to in the present, I feel like mm-hmm. I need to really be on guard still because who mm. knows what the future has in store. And if there's like a gut instinct in me telling me that, you know, we're not going to be tight in the future, I'm not going to open up to them in the present. I like that. Oh, thank you. Another thing that I thought about was that I really believe that it is best to always be yourself in any situation. Uh But I've had to unlearn a little bit of that because I feel like when you meet someone for the first time, you first need to gauge the kind of person they are. So you can't completely be yourself, like, you know, hold back a bit. Yeah. And just understand who they are understand if they're worth opening up to because if you if you're always yourself 100% of the time no matter who the person is I feel like you're not valuing yourself because not everyone deserves you because you're a gem yeah so just hold back a little bit at the start does that make sense yeah no 100% and oversharing can be super dangerous as well and I do feel like people know like different versions of you because 
they meet you at like different stages in your life or like you have different dynamics with them but it still like should be you eventually yeah this was something that i just had to figure out during my first year at uni like just meeting new people i really had to learn that not everyone i met deserved to actually know me but yeah i completely got the uni thing cuz it's so intimidating at first isn't it cuz you're like it oh is. foreign country new people out of that bombay bubble first of all bombay is not the world <laughs> i'm learning that still <laughs> Bombay is not the world. I feel like we need to put that on a t-shirt and sell it to Bombay. Honestly. Oh god. Okay, next question. Um what dating advice would you give to your younger self? Um he's not worth it. That's literally what I would say. I feel like I spent a lot of time thinking about people that just want worth shit. Yeah, honestly my answer is like the same because I would literally tell myself like those guys will definitely not be there in the wedding photo but like your friends will. So I think I tell myself to like quit being so like selfish and putting this guy up on like or guys up on like a pedestal and like let my friendships like take a back seat because I'm like now I only care about like the friends that I had and not this guy. Even though I had fun, I did exactly what I wanted to do with these men, but I think the friends that you have at that age are more important because this guy is not gonna last forever. A hundred percent. I feel like until you're like actually eighteen, nineteen, you're not even like mm-hmm. ready to have a serious relationship. Yeah. And even then, I feel like people grow at different paces. Oh, definitely. And oftentimes, this is. I feel like it's because of society and the way that women. <clears throat> Sorry, I just went through puberty for a minute, <laughs> but. I feel like um because of society and the expectations placed on women girls are forced to grow up and girls are often not given second chances like mm. think about it like when we were kids we had to stop wearing shorts at a certain age because it would attract the male gaze we had to be really conscious about what we wore how we acted we had to be we were taught to be like polite ladies as teenage girls yeah but boys were allowed to be boys you know they could go and like play football and like be messy and still be carefree for a longer time so i feel like girls are yeah. kind of forced to mature at a really young age whereas boys aren't expected the same yeah so it really doesn't make sense for an 18 year old girl to be dating an 18 year old guy cuz she's already a woman and he's like you know <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to like make his thoughts explode or whatever the fuck they do <laughs> but yeah it's just It's really difficult to come across a mature 18-year-old guy. Yeah. Yeah. True. And also I will add like at that age also I feel like women like I know I was judged for like dating so many guys but no one questioned the guys and it's such a like normal thing that we all question now. But I think at that stage it is super intimidating and then you feel like you're doing something wrong when you like explore your options and see what's out there. and mm-hmm. sometimes instead of like just being a fun thing that you're doing for yourself it like becomes about like the people around you and then obviously yeah, the way you act and behave has to change and like the kind of guy you also want to go for cuz at that stage it's like yeah i want to have fun yeah okay i'm just going to go for this fuck boy like let's see where it goes but then it's like oh my god you know like she's dating this one now and i'm like bitch yeah you're supposed to learn from your mistakes when you're younger it's better to make them then 
than like in your adult life i think wow. i don't know if that's an unpopular opinion but i mean i fully agree with young. that but we just went from like yeah one piece of advice to like sharing like a whole like fucking book on dating <laughs> advice to our younger selves maybe we could do like a podcast episode on that because there's way more we want to talk about i can tell could do could do <laughs> okay next question what lesson should you have learned by now oh fuck okay will my ego let me answer this let me just think about it Okay. Okay, no. Um I think I should have learned that self-sabotage is not the way. Like it just doesn't work. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I wish you could like elaborate on it, maybe give an example. I don't know. I feel like on some level we all have like self-sabotage qualities where we're like Okay, if I'm too happy or stuff is going the right way, let me see how to like sabotage this friendship or like relationship by saying something. Um, but yeah, that I feel like that's something that's going to take me like a while to unlearn. But also, yeah, I mean, if I'm really thinking about it, I also should have learned like how much ketchup I need when I'm having like fries. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's either like too much or too less and it's always really annoying to like get a refill. Fair enough, but wait, let's just go back to the self-sabotaging tendency. <laughs> we have to. If you don't want to Do it's fine. If you to. don't want to it's fine. But you like dropped a bomb. You Karanjo heard this. No, no, we could. We could. Okay, let's let's open that tap. Let's open it. I feel like you definitely aren't as self-sabotaging as you were as a teen. Oh, defo. Yeah. Like Yeah. You're in a very happy stable relationship. You literally have graduated. You're going to do your masters. You've gotten a great job. Touch wood. Where your nazar beads ashna? Now that I've put it out there. <laughs> But um yeah, I feel like you you're doing pretty well. Like I'm surprised. I feel like this is a lesson you have already learned. So what makes you feel like you're still unlearning it or you like you're still trying to learn? that lesson hmm see when you put it like that like on paper it might seem like i have and i feel like this goes for most people like when you're in your most like private moments with like the people closest to you and like you know when you just like say something that you know you shouldn't have said or you're like why the fuck did i say that i don't even mean it and you just like do it to like maybe create a fight or like have an argument or prove a point I think that's something that's still there and it's hard to like get rid of. Fair enough. But I am noticing like the people around me will be like I know exactly what you're doing and it's not going to work and I'm like no please fight back like you know. <laughs> But yeah, you you answer the question now. Um okay, this is going to be a bit serious but not in the same way as you were serious. Um mm-hmm. I think I should have learned that money is really important by now. Like I know everyone says that oh you know money is the root of happiness or whatever. Mm. Uh but I don't know. I feel like it's not the most important thing in life, but it is important. And managing it is a skill that I wish I had learned way earlier because now as a 22-year-old I'm trying to learn how to manage my finances and invest in mm. stocks and I'm just like you know if I had like properly learned this when I was 18 and I didn't even have to take classes I could have just read like two three books yeah yeah I would have been far more 
secure and in like a better place than I am now. Mm. I know that you and I are really blessed and our parents have always been great providers, but Mm -hmm. I feel like now at the age of 22, I'm just starting to learn the lesson of how important it is and how it's going to be there throughout our lives. So I should have learned about it way sooner yeah um because i know in the future even like you know if i marry someone we have a joint account i still want to be responsible for the finances and have an active interest in them so Mm -hmm. i should have focused on understanding it way sooner and not just start at the age of 22 definitely but no don't be like so hard on yourself like we've just graduated and are just getting proper jobs that will pay us like a substantial amount of money because like you know in India like when you intern like you don't earn shit so sometimes I feel like blowing that money on stupid shit would have been fine also like you said because our parents are really supportive but yeah now I do feel like when we'll be earning like that monthly paycheck it is super important to learn what to do with that money yeah and think long term and they should have taught this in school bro like everyone's gonna earn money that's the like goal of going to school like why can't you teach how to manage it no but see that's the thing I feel like it's not something taught in school and we are complaining about that but there were like so many people who knew that while in school and like read books and educated themselves and I just wish that I had educated myself two three uh, years ago true, true fair enough. because it's weird being like graduating from school and being 22 and having to learn about it now when mm-hmm. I should have learned it by 22 I should have learned it by like 19 realistically Plus, I didn't study finance, so I was under the assumption that, you know, just because I'm studying media, I don't need to know anything about finances because it's not part of my major. But the reality was that I should have taken an active interest in it because regardless of your profession, it's always helpful to understand how finances work. Mm. Okay, next question. (laughs) Um, Is it my turn? Yes. Okay, I think this is the last one, but... What's been keeping you sane recently? Honestly, this podcast, I really feel like I don't have my shit together. Mm. My dad really wants me to go back to America soon and start a job and I could potentially get one there. But my mom wants me to stay here and I think I do want to stay here at least for like six more months. But then I want to return and I want to work for like a year there properly but mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. everything is so up in the air right now I'm doing like three jobs really but none of them are really like paying a lot and mm-hmm. it's it's like a weird limbo phase because I'm always just like doing things as they come around I don't have a routine so I feel like this podcast is really just keeping me sane at the moment because Aww. it's something that I have to do every week with my best friend Aww. and It's just a really fun exercise. Like, I get to chat about (laughs) shit. And I love chatting about shit, especially with you. (laughs) And it might even be something I'm good at. Who knows? So this is just something that's keeping me sane at the moment because everything else in my life is insane. And this is my one bit of sanity. Oh, that is really sweet. But I, I do get that because this podcast has given some sort of structure to our week because like we do have like deadlines for each small thing and it's just like working towards those but I get it I feel like for me it's like been a cocktail of like slowly losing it but like still being positive about everything with like a dash of self-compassion and self-love 
I feel like I would go insane. But what is the thing that's keeping you sane, though? I think just that, like, self-love. Self-love. Yeah, because, I don't know, I feel like I've learned now to, like, be there for myself, like, show up for myself and love myself no matter what. And before, I feel like it's hard to kind of do that when you have, like, insecurities, you know, when you're younger and you see the people around you love you for some reason and you just don't get it. Mm -hmm. But now it's, like, been kind of, like, the best experience to, like, love myself and, like, just accept who I am and my flaws. I feel like I would go insane if I wasn't able to. Could I actually share a little bit of a story to our listeners? Go for it. Okay, so um, when we had just gotten back to Bombay a couple of months ago, uh, mm-hmm. we had to do a certain number of recordings and we had to do them quickly and we were like really procrastinating and our deadline was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, hey, let's just like do a recording right now. And Ashna was like not in the mood. So she literally like just told me, oh, I don't want to do it right now because I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> and I was so taken aback because no one has actually ever said that. Like usually people are like, oh, I'm busy. I'm in traffic because I feel like we're conditioned to believe that those are plausible excuses. Whereas mm-hmm. you have started to put your own like you know your own emotions your own feelings yeah as a reason because that is like the biggest reason now that i'm like learning and i was just kind of like that's so weird but also like respect i i get that ashna (laughs) and then two three weeks later um i was not in the mood but i was just kind of like no i have to do this like you zara you just gotta do this like come on you literally have made a commitment you've made a commitment to ashna and i was just like yeah sure let's do it and we did the recording and i listened to it and i was like this is terrible and I realized that it's because Mm. I wasn't putting myself first yeah and then I just got you to re-record and I realized that I should have been vocal about the fact that I was feeling like shit and I didn't want to record with you but I was like scared about letting you down and I was scared about letting the podcast down but no but it actually backfired because we had to record Mm -hmm. two times yeah yeah so that's a really valuable lesson that I'm learning from you Yeah, no, that's great. I love that because honestly, like it might seem selfish, but I feel like putting yourself first is so important. Otherwise, what's the point of life? You know, like whether it's with work, like, you know me, I'll be like, this is my personal time Mm -hmm. to spend with people or myself. And yeah, sure, I have deadlines, but I can't let work get in the way of this. Like, I feel like I compartmentalize too much, but I think it is a good thing because you're just you're gonna die with yourself you know and like everyone says like wow that that you're gonna die with yourself that line I was not ready for that Ashna (laughs) I mean that sounds like an insult like an eighth grader will throw like you're gonna die with yourself (laughs) no but like it should be an insult but also it shouldn't because you should be like happy with yourself you know It, it is pretty poetic I guess. Poetic enough for like 3.30. Not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that kind of wraps up our semi-existential episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Watch this be like the worst reviewed episode ever because no one wants (laughs) to hear about you and me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I hope you guys can like apply shit from your life onto this. Like completely cut us out like white noise and just like think about these questions because... There is, I mean, I feel like we did answer them pretty nonchalant, but like there's shit that we need to know about ourselves, you know? 
True. It is quite important. <laughs> it is very important. And would you like to wrap up this excellent conversation as we hit the 30 minute mark? Sure. I mean, I was just stalking this Instagram, though we're not really strangers. And I really feel like it would be worth like just going through it for everyone listening as well. And yeah, you know, like one of those nights when you're like alone with your music and want to like chill only you. Just like, yeah, go through it and ask yourself these things. One more thing you could do, you could actually take any one of their questions as a prompt and like free journal your thoughts. Yeah, yes. That's something that I found myself doing the other day and I really enjoyed it while Mm -hmm. researching this video. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Ashna and I. Go check out We're Not Really Strangers for giving us this awesome podcast episode idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we'll see you guys next week. See you.